All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. This time we're continuing the 50,000 mile tune up with the timing belt. Take your seats, please. Thanks. Welcome to the Change Academy podcast, where we take the somewhat scary endeavor of behavior change and make it into a fun and fulfilling adventure. My name is Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagle. And we're getting to the last few systems in our 50,000 mile tune up. And in this episode, we're going to check the timing belt, which is our metaphor for examining how we manage one of our most precious assets, our time. Now, as much as we like to pretend otherwise, time is finite, right? Well, actually. (laughs) Well, okay, maybe not in quantum physics or (laughs) some sort of metaphysical realm, but in the practical solar sense, Ah. we only have 24 hours to spend every day. And we also have an unknown but sadly finite number of days left in our lives. Time management and a realistic view of what you are saying yes and no to can keep your life running smoothly and allow you to spend some time on important self-care as well as do justice to the things that are most important to you. So I want to start with what writer Tim Urban refers to as the depressing math. If all that about the finite number of days left in your lives wasn't depressing enough, let's do some depressing math. We are really off to a bummer start here. (laughs) It can only get better from here, right? Yeah, keep going. So in a a recent op-ed for the New York Times, Urban shows you an image that's made up of tiny little boxes. And it turns out that there are 90 rows in this grid for the number of years in a nice long life. And then there are 52 columns for each of the weeks in those years. And so you end up with 4,680 boxes all in an image that's about four by six. Hmm. It often feels like we have countless weeks ahead of us, Urban writes, but actually it's just a few thousand, a small enough number to fit neatly in a single image. And once you visualize the human lifespan, he continues, it becomes clear that so many parts of life that we think of as countless are in fact quite countable. So of course, when I saw this article and I saw the grid, I couldn't resist. I had to count down the number of rows and across the number of boxes to put a dot in that grid to represent where I am (laughs) in my own grid. And I got to tell you, it was quite clarifying. I resisted the urge to do that. But now knowing that you've actually done it, I, I think I should probably do it. You know, when I was actually reading that article and looking at that that grid, the first thing that popped into my head is probably the most acute way that I can think of that this is being played out in, well, many people's lives. I certainly saw it when I was working for some big businesses and the government in particular. And that is that people are working in a job or doing tasks that they don't enjoy and they're just hanging in there waiting for retirement. And I actually heard people say that many times. I only have 30 more years till retirement. Oh my God, 30 years. That's so long. Even five years is too much. And you know what? I'm totally on board with retiring with a pension and having good retirement savings. That is definitely a worthy goal that I share. But what about the time that's slipping by in the meantime? Right. Now, from that New York Times article that Monica was just talking about, The author identified two delusions that 
are a recipe for complacency. And those two delusions are that we have countless time ahead of us and that we can't change our course. Now you put those two together and yeah, you get complacency. And now, hopefully after this episode, you'll learn to spot that complacency because this is a really big part of adjusting your timing belt. We want to be optimum, not complacent. Right. And you know what, like from a personal standpoint, if I learned anything from my stay in the cardiac care unit back when I was 31 years old and had myocarditis, and that lesson was don't put off having a good life because you never know what might happen in the meantime. Yeah. Think about how the last 20 years might have unfolded differently in your life if you hadn't been in the cardiac care unit 20 years ago. You know, I may still be working at the government job that I oh. was in back then and saying the same thing, like only 10 more years right. to retirement. Yeah, that was definitely sort of a pivot point for you in your life. Definitely. And I think that this depressing math, as Urban calls it, can be a real wake-up call. I think that's the point of it, right? Mm -hmm. Our lives or you know what's left of them are probably shorter than we may have fully grappled with. But once you do come to terms with that, you may be even more motivated to do the kind of work that we introduced in our episode on navigation or the one on alignment, earlier parts of this 50,000-mile tune-up series. But I think there's another way in which we often delude ourselves about time, and that's in thinking that we can fit way more into a day than we realistically can. <laughs> So case in point, in the very last episode, the last part of our tune-up, we asked you to make a list of all the things that you are doing or would like to do. And I'm guessing if you took any time at all with that exercise, which I hope you did, you ended up with a pretty long list and you probably forgot a whole bunch of stuff on that first pass. Probably, yeah. Plus, you know, when we're thinking about what we want to do or what we're able to take on, I think we also often forget to account for or to fully account for the demands or the requests that others are likely to make of us. Like we just hmm. forget about those, whether that's our family or our bosses or our communities, you know, whatever. We just kind of forget that. So that gets piled on. And the result is that we have really unrealistic expectations of what we're going to be able to accomplish or how quickly we're going to be able to accomplish a certain thing. Or we overestimate how much time we have to spend on things. And I think that that can lead to feeling constantly rushed or under the gun or like you're just failing to uphold your commitments to yourself or to others. And that feels terrible. And it really does. It really, really does. I hate that feeling. Especially as a constant state, right? And yet, despite how terrible this makes us feel, I think as a society, we've really latched on to the idea that busy is better or virtuous mm. or the way that we should be presenting ourselves, if not living our actual lives. And even though in the last few years, I know there's been a, a big pushback against that. And there are countless Internet memes circulating now that instruct us to shake that mindset. But I still feel like most people are just paying lip service to this idea of shaking the busy mindset and continue to overfill our lives while simultaneously saying yes to too many requests from others. But I also want to introduce another thought, and that is that being too busy 
is actually often an excuse that we use when there's some other reason we're avoiding taking action. Like it's a, a way of avoiding doubt, of avoiding the discomfort of the unfamiliar, or it's an expression of our fear of failing or making a mistake. But let's get real for a sec. If we are really honest with ourselves, most of us aren't actually as busy as we think we are, or at least as we say we are. Am I right? <laughs> I think you may be right. And I think the easiest way to, to figure this out is to strip out all the time that you spend on things like social media, like watching TV or watching Netflix or whatever it is, or doing any other sort of elective tasks. And then once we strip those all out, practically speaking, I think we all have a lot more time than we may feel we have, or at least say we have. Mm -hmm. So by being more intentional about how we use our time, we can make room for the things that are the most meaningful, including making the changes in our lives that we want to make, like the things we've been talking about in this 50,000 mile tune-up. Or in this entire podcast. <laughs> Are in this entire podcast. <laughs> Actually, in most of the things that Monica and I do together, right. because I know we've heard one of the biggest excuses we hear from people who plan to enroll or want to enroll in the Waylast program is that they're too busy to take it on. Right. They're going to wait until they're a little bit less busy. Yeah. Like, when are you offering it next? Because right. I'll magically have more time. Then. Too much on my plate right now. Yeah. And we also get emails from people who listen to this podcast, but never actually do the lab experiments for the same reason. And we really think there may be some cognitive dissonance going on there. Mm. And you know what, especially at this time in our lives that we're talking about right now, when we are truly aware of how short 40, 50 or 60 years can feel, it really is time to get realistic about how many hours we have in a day and protect those hours to ensure that we're using them in a way that we will look back on with a smile, not a grimace. <laughs> or even a giggle. Yeah, that would be wonderful. All right, we are going to translate this into, of course, a practical application for you in our lab experiment. But first, just let's just wrap it up with a couple of takeaways from our conversation so far. Number one, we have a tendency to be completely delusional about time, and this leads us to try to cram way too much into every day. At the same time, we often put off things that are important to us in this false idea that we'll have more time later. Hmm. Number three, being busy is not a virtue. You know what is a virtue? Managing our commitments so that we have time for what's important, and that includes rest and self-care. And lastly, when we view our time as the finite commodity that it actually is, we can get the most satisfaction out of our days and out of our lives. Because these are the days of our lives. <laughs> like sands through the hourglass. Okay, so one more important step that we can take to reconcile our plans and our goals and our expectations with this cold, hard reality that there are only 24 hours in a day. At least that's true here on planet Earth. Mm, that's right. When we move to Mars, it'll maybe change a little bit. Right. We're going to do some settling of the account. So are you ready for a serious reality check? <laughs> I know I am. Take it away, Brock. Okay. So first, go and take a look at the worksheet from the last episode on alignment, where you went and you listed all of the things that you do on a daily, a weekly, and a monthly basis. Now, 
take some time to estimate how much time you spend doing each of these things and convert the weekly and monthly activities into minutes per day. Okay, I'll just jump in here because I know Brock isn't doesn't love math. So it, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't love me either, damn it. So the point here is, let's say you spend 90 minutes, I don't know, bowling each week. No, playing hockey each week. That's better. Yeah. Okay. I haven't bowled in years. That's going to work out to 13 minutes per day because that's 90 minutes divided by seven. But if you only play hockey once a month, then it's going to be three minutes per day because that's 90 minutes divided by 30. Okay. Now look, we built you an amazing online calculator that will do all of this number crunching for you. And you'll find that in the show notes, which are at changeacademypodcast.com slash timing. Now, let's be honest here. You said we, but <laughs> it was all you. We I all don't... know who built the calculator. <laughs> it, the spreadsheet is all Monica. I appreciate you sharing the, the glory with me. It is glorious, I must say. <laughs> Everybody really does need to go check it out. Okay, so the next step is to take a look and see if adding all of those things up end up being more than 24 hours per day because, well, then you've got a problem. And not acknowledging that problem is not going to fix it. So start adjusting the amount of time or the frequency or eliminating things entirely until you get it down to 24 hours a day. And you know what? Even better, because life always throws curveballs and it's nice to have some wiggle room, we actually suggest that you get it down to 22 hours per day. But start with 24 and see how you how it goes. You know what? This exercise is probably going to require you to do some soul searching because I'm just going to predict that very few of us are going to hit 22 or even 24 hours on our first go at this calculator. So you're probably going to have to do some soul searching about what you really want, what you really need to keep there and what you need to let go of in the service of sanity and reality. And you know what? There might even be some feelings of grief or loss about the things that you realize you're going to have to let go of in order to reconcile yourself to the reality of the 24-hour day. But you know what? The freedom and the relief that you will feel when you're no longer constantly falling short, showing up late, or not showing up at all for all the various things in your life will be worth it. I promise you. And if you start to feel like you're being selfish somehow, I want you to take a step back and just think about the people that you admire most in your life and in this world. Are they constantly busy? Are they constantly under the gun? Are they always trying to manage their commitments? Or have they got things seemingly figured out and they've got some time to actually do the things they love and involve themselves with family and community and things like that? I bet you're not putting people on pedestals that are acting the way that you think you need to act in order to be virtuous. So shake that idea that you're being selfish by doing this. Well, and here's another thing to consider. Because we do live in this reality of the 24-hour day, if if everything on your list is adding up to way more than that, something is going to get dropped. Something is going to be underserved. Yeah, it has to. Wouldn't you rather choose what it mm. is? Rather, Because if you don't choose, I have some guesses about what those things that fall through the cracks are going to end up being. And I don't think that that's probably a path to anybody's best life. So... Seeing as something's gonna gonna go, why not be intentional? Why not be in charge of that decision? All right. Well, you've got work to do. We'll let you go. 
you have work to do and you can find all this information over at changeacademypodcast.com slash timing. So you can download that spreadsheet and start plopping your daily tasks into there. And we'll be back soon with our final installment of the 50,000 mile tune-up really soon. Yep. We're going to be talking about changing the filters and finally the shock absorbers. We'll see you then. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. This has been the Change Academy podcast with Monica Reinagel and Brock Armstrong. <laughs>